Welcome to Reflect the Faith Podcasting. We're so excited to have you with us. We are going to start in on our day two of the uh, VBS hour that we've had this weekend at my church, Mount Carmel Baptist Church in Troy. And we are going to focus on the belief or the belt of truth. So remember, this is Keepers of the Kingdom. And today we're going to talk about the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness. So let's go to the Father in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for everything you've done for us. Thank you for this word that we're about to receive and delve into that we can learn more about you and how we can put on the full armor of God to fight the enemy and to protect Uh, your kingdom and be uh, protectors of the kingdom. And I pray that you'll just let this word reach across the globe, reach those that need this word so they can receive you as their savior and know the belt of truth. The truth is you, God, you are truth. Uh, Your son came and said, I am the way, the truth and the light. And no one comes to the father, but through me. And, And we thank you for that. We thank you for your precious gift of your son, Jesus Christ. Be with us as we go through this devotional in your precious holy name. Amen. All right. So thank you so much for being here. How many of us have heard that phrase, there is no absolute truth? You know, have we ever heard this phrase? Well, we can know for certain through God's word, there is absolute truth. And the absolute truth is God himself. The absolute truth is Jesus Christ coming to this earth to redeem us and save us from our sins. That's the absolute truth. And we can find that many times in God's word. John chapter 1, 14 says, and the world became flesh, excuse me, and the word, and this is God's word, which is truth, became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, glory as of the only begotten father, full of grace and truth. And then John chapter 14, 6 says, Jesus said unto him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So there, Jesus came to earth representing the truth of God. And then John seventeen seventeen says, Sanctify them in the truth. Thy word is truth. So my question is, for you that have come to know Jesus Christ, Have you put on the belt of truth in your armor, protecting the kingdom of God? Have you put on that belt of truth? So uh, in Ephesians, I'm going to go through those verses in just a moment where it talks about the full armor of God. And so many of us in so many ways have, you know, put on that full armor of God and we face trials and tribulations in the world. You know, and then some of us, sometimes we fall short of facing those trials and tribulations, but then sometimes we overcome and we overcome because we put our faith in God. You know, when you face life and different circumstances, it is important that you ready yourself and that you're all of your things are together. You're, you're put together, you know, and it's like getting ready for work or getting ready for an event, you know. To be complete, you're going to put on your belt to make sure your pants stay up. You know, I know a lot of times a lot of people don't wear belts nowadays. Belts were more used to things more of the past. But, you know, when you're in a professional setting or you're at, at, in a setting that uh, requires you to be put together and, and have your act together, you're going to put on the belt of truth. Well, as Christians, if we're going to be put together as Christians, we've got to know our truth. 
And that truth is Jesus Christ is our Savior. And being prepared with the truth allows you as an individual to be ready to face the enemy. You know, Christ was sent out into the desert for 40 days and 40 nights, and he was tempted by the devil. And it, it's amazing. He, when he rebuked the devil, he didn't say, no, I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not going to, you know, that's not right. That goes against God's law. He never said that. He rebuked him with the truth, the scripture, God's word. And that's what we have to focus on. So tonight in this um, Bible school setting, what we did is we focused on how do we get to that point that we can achieve and hold on to that truth? Well, first of all, you've got to admit that you're a sinner. You know, you've got to recognize that we all were born into a world of sin, a born into the dark kingdom. And that is because of the fall of man in chapter 3 of Genesis. And I'll read that to you just briefly. You know, if you understand, well, I tell you what, let's go back really quick. Genesis of creation, and I'm going to do this super fast, so bear with me. But in Genesis, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And uh, if you go through on day one, it says, And God called the light day and the darkness night, and there was evening, and then there was morning, day one. Then God said, Let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. And God made the expanse and separated the waters which were below the expanse from the waters which were, the, were above the expanse, and it was also. And God called the expanse heaven, and there was an evening, and there was morning, and there was the second day. Then God said, Let the waters below the heavens gather into one place, and let dry land appear, and it was so. And God called the land earth, and gathering the waters he called the seas, and God said, Saw that it was good. Then he and and that was one thing I want to focus on. God saw that it was good. Then he said, "Let earth sprout vegetation and plants yielding seeds and fruits, bearing fruits there after their kind with seeds of them on earth, and let it be so." And the vegetation and they did all of that. And God saw that it was good. And then he goes, "Let there be lights in the heavens." So now he's creating the sun and the moon and the seasons and so forth. And he said, and it was so, and after all this was created, God saw that it was good. And then it says, it goes down, says, let's make waters, uh, team, the swarms, living creatures. So now we're making animals, we're making birds, we're making fish. We do that. And it says, after all of this kind was created, God saw that it was good. And the reason I'm keeping saying that is, let's get on down to 26. It says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness, and let them rule over the fish and the sea and over the birds and the sky and over the cattle and over the earth and every creepy thing in the earth. And when God created man and did all of this, he put them in dominion over all of this, and he saw that it was good. So... When humankind was made and creation was made, it was all made good. It was in chapter 3, the fall of man, Satan, the enemy, the father of lies, where he begins and tells his first lie. So if you move on to chapter 3, the fall of man, it says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Indeed, 
Has God said you shall not eat from any tree of the garden? Now, this sounds so possible, so accurate. Think about all of the possible things that could be out there in your world that, you know, you have to go back and compare it to God's word to know if it's true. But the woman looked and said to the serpent, For from the fruit of the trees of the garden we may eat, but from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God said you shall not eat from it or touch it lest you die. So the very first lie that Satan told them was, did he really say you shall not eat from any tree of the garden? Of course God's not going to tell mankind that he can't eat. That's not what he told him. Not at all. He told them that they could eat. He only gave them a small boundary around one tree in the middle of the garden. That was it. And that's how Satan works. He uses and manipulates and twists words into a lie and plants seeds of doubt for you, the individual, to question God's word. So then we get the fall of man. And now we're here at the point that that we are born into the bad kingdom. Why? Because we are part of Adam's seed and Adam's sin, so therefore the sin nature to do things wrong, to be tempted by the devil, to do all of this stuff, we now know what is right and what is wrong. We now can identify what is absolutely true, which is God's word, and what is absolutely false. Go back to what I said to the beginning. God's word was true, right? And in John 1, 14 says, and the word became flesh. God's word became Jesus Christ and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, glory as the as of the only begotten father, full of grace and truth. So that's what we're talking about here. We've got to understand that we... And have to admit that we are a fallen species. We are fallen to sin. And we can't be and make it in life without God. So we were in need of a Savior. So then if you look at John chapter 3, verse 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So God loved us that much. That's how much God loved us, that he sent his only son here to be with us in the world. But then I want to read the next couple of verses after that, because I want people to understand. So for God so loved the world, this is 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God, this is 17, for God did not send the son into the world to judge the world. But the world should be saved through him. He sent us a redeemer. He, this is 18. He who believes in him, meaning Jesus, is not judged. He who does not believe has been judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son. 
and then 19 and it says and this ju- this is the judgment that it that the light is come into the world and men loved darkness rather than light for the deeds were evil their deeds were evil and if you look at our society that we're in today that's exactly what's happening the deeds are evil They put out a true movie about sex trafficking. There's news reports coming up, you know, in 2013, 2014, when this originally occurred and this man risked his own life to go save these children from sex trafficking. What a hero he was. What wonder he was. Now, a movie has came out portraying the wickedness of the world and how it needs to be changed and God's children are not for sale. And it's being quoted in The Guardian and other news outlets that it's a QAnon adjacent conspiracy theory when in just like six, ten years ago, it it was wonderful work by this man. So I don't understand. Well, actually, I do understand. It is the fall of sin. It is what we are just becoming accustomed to. And then you hear that California turns down or puts down a bill that will pass, a law that will pass that will make sex trafficking of children a severe felony and causing, you know, more prosecution of them, even possible death penalty of those sex traffickers. They put it down because they are afraid there's too many people in prison. Well, what are we going to do? Are we going to allow the world to be overcome by evil? And that's what he's saying is this judgment, those that do not believe in Christ, this judgment has already been put a stone on you because of their evil deeds. They loved darkness more than they loved the light of the world or the light of God. And and it's awful. But then let's look at John chapter 19, the crucifixion. And this is where God died on the cross. And he said, it is finished. Let me get to that chapter just a moment, please. But all right, let's look now at chapter 15. I mean, excuse me, chapter 19. So he goes, let's look at verses 30. When therefore Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. He gave up his life for us because if you look at scripture when we sin and we're all of sinful nature if you look at Romans 3:23 it says all for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and then you go to Romans 6:23 it says that uh, let's see here for it says the wages of sin is death but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. So it's like this, guys. If you tell a lie, if you disrespect your parents, if you break one of God's laws, you have sinned. And we are all sinners. We know that there's some sin that we have done in our lives that would bound us to hell and eternity, hellfire. And therefore, that is why God sent His free gift, His Son, Jesus Christ, for us. And then you have to believe that 
Christ rose from the dead. So in chapter 20, it tells of Mary and Mary Magdalene going to the grave to find him and can't find him. The stones rolled away. They see a man that they think is a gardener and Mary Magdalene goes to him and pleads to him, tell me where you've taken my Lord. And the man says, Mary. And as soon as Mary hears her name, she recognizes the man as God, as the truth, as the Savior has risen and is living there in front of her. And he stayed on earth for another 40 days before ascension into heaven to continue his ministry so that enough people saw that he died on the cross. He was born of a virgin, he died on a cross, and he rose again. And this was the truth that God wants us to use as our belt. This is the truth that we are to hold to, that Christ is our Savior. He is our redeeming Savior. He is the one that has sent to help us overcome our sin. And once we understand all of this, using this truth of the gospel to gird up your loins as a belt in your armor to fight the enemy. So then our key verses that we're studying this week in VBS is Ephesians Chapter 6, starting at verse 10, the armor of God. So let's look at what this armor has has to be. It says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. And let me tell you people, look at our society now. The devil is scheming hard. At first he was hiding and he was doing it very discreetly. Now he is bluntly out there in force, blunt and openly. It says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but for against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of the darkness, against spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. That's who we're fighting. Fighting As Christians, we are fighting a spiritual battle, and that spiritual battle is here and right up in our face. If people want to hear it, it's right up in your grill, and you got to have your full body of armor on. It says, therefore, this is 13, therefore, take up the full armor of God that you may be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm, stand firm, therefore, having girded up your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, putting on that breastplate of righteousness, that's making the choice. That's admitting you're a sinner, believing in Jesus Christ, and asking for salvation. That is putting on the righteousness. And you have to put on that breastplate every day and choose to do what is true and what is right according to God's Word. That is your responsibility. Are you doing that? Then it says, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, in addition to all, taking up the shield of faith, which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming missiles of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Remember what I told you? The devil tempted Jesus 40 days and 40 nights in the desert. And the only thing he used to fight him, and every time he had to fight him, The devil went away. And what did he use to fight him with? Scripture. He rebuked him with nothing but Scripture. That was it. He didn't argue with him. He didn't try to make his case. He just rebuked him with Scripture. So cling to God's Word so that you have it in your heart to be able to deliver. And with all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit. And with this in view, be on alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. 
Don't forget that with this armor that you have to pray that God will give you the wisdom and give you the discernment to make the decisions of following his truth, doing what is right, sharing his gospel, standing firm, and he will be with you there every step of the way and you will be able to fight that battle victoriously. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, I invite you to reach out to someone that can show you the Roman road of how to ask God into your heart because it's very easy. It's admit you're a sinner. Fall to your knees. Admit that you can't do life without God. Admit that the sin in your life is overtaking you and put you in darkness. And then ask for forgiveness of that sin and ask God to come in and wipe you clean white as snow and ask God to be with you as your savior and take you to heaven for eternally. And then from that forward, proclaim it with your mouth, because in Romans 10, it says that if you profess with your mouth, let me get to that scripture, but it says if you profess with your mouth. It's chapter 10, verse 9, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart of man believes, resulting in righteousness, when you believe, it results in that righteousness of choosing to do what is true by God's word. And with the mouth, he confesses, resulting in salvation. That's all you got to do is admit you're a sinner, confess that you're a sinner, believe in Jesus Christ as your Savior, ask Him to come into your heart and save you, and then therefore commit to being righteous and doing what is right according to God's Word. And then take this gospel of truth to other people so that you can share the wonderful love of God. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this word today. Thank you for all that you've given us. We pray that this word reaches those in the world that need your salvation, that need your rescue from the depths of hell. And I pray that they will receive you greatly. In your precious holy name, amen. If you have liked this podcast, I recommend that you share it. Share it with others. Share it with the people that need it. Share it with those that just need encouragement. And again, subscribe. Subscribe in Spotify. Subscribe however you are listening. Subscribe, download, whatever you need to do to reassure and continue to get encouraged by the Word of God. Thank you and have a blessed day.